Welcome to the Fern Podcast, As the Season Turns. Released on the first of the month, each episode will be following the changing landscape of the seasons, from the moon and the stars to the tides and the trees. I'm Leah Landers, author of The Almanac, A Seasonal Guide, and this podcast is created by Fern, makers of small-batch organic perfume who blend, barrel-age and bottle four fragrances a year, released at the equinoxes and solstices. We hope that this brief guide to the month ahead will awaken you to the rhythms of the year and help you to settle deeper into the seasons. April is here. The Romans named April Aprilis, possibly from the verb aperir, to open. And although no one quite knows why, it fits in well with the atmosphere of the month. Buds bursting and windows being flung wide as warmth arrives at least briefly between showers. We are past the spring equinox now and life is tripping over itself to get going and get on. The soft haze of lime green tips over dark winter branches that appeared last month is filling out daily and colourful garden flowers start to join the white blossom of blackthorn, damson and pear, filling the air with scent, luring in emerging bees in a frenzy of pollination. The Anglo-Saxons called it Easter Monath, the month of the goddess Eastra, of whom little is known but much imagined, as there seems an irresistible etymological link between Eastra and Easter. The word Eastra could point to oestrogen, to womanhood and the potential for pregnancy, to eggs and bunnies themselves. It also suggests the east and the dawn and hope. All conjecture, but it certainly fits well with this burgeoning and expectant month, full of promise. The oak tree in April. Oak trees are late to burst, but once they do, we know that spring is well underway. As leaf area increases in the coming weeks, the oak begins a period of frenzied activity. At its peak, a large tree may pump up to 70 kilograms of water from the ground in a single hour. The oak is not immune to the major business of spring. By late April, fluffy catkins have begun to dangle from the oak's branches, dripping pollen. These are the tree's male flower. The breeze lifts their gold-green pollen to other trees, and where it falls on female oak flowers, an acorn will grow. Pollen can remain in the soil for thousands of years, so it is possible to see very precisely which trees were growing when and where by extracting peak cores from the ground. When layers of oak pollen are found, it suggests that a stand of oaks once grew nearby. Bird of the Month there is a huge amount of superstition and folklore surrounding Cuckoo Day and the first cuckoo call of the year, which is said to occur on the 14th of April or the 15th or the 20th, depending on where you are, Sussex, Northamptonshire and Worcestershire, respectively. The number of calls you hear that first time will determine how many years you have left to live, or perhaps how many before you marry. Lucky you if you have some coins in your pocket when you hear it. And luckier still, if you jingle them, you will have no money worries for the coming year. Tough luck if you hear it from your bed, as you have an illness upcoming unless you leap up immediately and start running. 
As well as cuckoos being heralds of spring, it is surely their brutal breeding habits that have made them such creatures of fascination. The striped underside mimics the sparrowhawk, sending little birds scattering for cover and giving the female time to lay her egg in their nest. It hatches after just 12 days and pushes any other eggs or hatchlings out of the nest and is then fed by its adopted parents for a full month. The hatchling grows quickly and has a huge appetite, often growing to several times the size of its adopted and increasingly exhausted and bedraggled parents while still demanding they feed it. A female cuckoo may visit and lay an egg in up to 50 nests in a breeding season. By September, both the adults and their chicks will mostly have flown to the central and west African savannah and rainforest where they will spend the winter, resting and gaining strength in preparation for wreaking havoc on little birds and on those with a superstitious turn of mind. Inside the beehive in April the brood of new worker bee larvae must be kept warm no matter how cold it becomes outside, and nurse bees may dip into the last of the winter honey stores from the wax-capped cells along the top of the frame to produce body heat. When these crucial first worker bees of the year chew their way out of their cells, they go straight to work visiting wild cherry blossom, cowslips, dandelions, clover and the first apple blossom and bluebells and start the year's work. But honey-making is not the main task just yet. First, they collect nectar for energy, stored in glistening open cells just below the capped winter honey. And then they collect pollen for protein, creating multicoloured and multi-textured cells as varied as the flowers they have visited just below the pollen cells. These are used to feed and fuel the fast-expanding colony. Look out for brimstone butterflies. The first butterflies of the year are very often brimstone butterflies, the females palest green and the males butter yellow. It is thought that the word butterfly is derived from butter-coloured fly after the male of this species. They are so early because they hibernate through winter as adults in outbuildings, cracks in stone walls and hollows in trees, rather than overwintering as pupae. This is so that they can emerge as soon as the weather warms, though it can leave them vulnerable to early emergence during mild spells or to late cold snaps. Brimstone is another word for sulphur, the colour of the wings. In season, in the hedgerows, woods and fields, alexanders, beech leaves, bistort, burdock, chickweed, comfrey leaves, dandelion, Fat hen, good king henry, hawthorn tips, hop tips, nettle tips, orac, rampion, salad burnet, sea beet, sorrel, tansy, watercress, wintercress, wood sorrel, cowslips, violets, broom, wild garlic. From the seashore and rivers, brown crab, sea trout, turbot, elvers, lobster, halibut, salmon, Shrimp, whitebait, lava, pepper dulse, carrageen, egg rack, sea lettuce, sugar kelp, sea kale. 
from the kitchen garden. Asparagus, purple sprouting broccoli, cauliflower, chard, endive, lettuce, spring onions, radishes, spinach, turnips, cabbages, spring greens, rhubarb, sorrel, parsley, chervil and coriander. And from the farms, fresh used milk cheeses, Jersey royal potatoes, asparagus. Wild garlic. This is the short, sweet spell on the woodland floor when warmth has increased enough for growth, but the canopy has not yet expanded enough to shade out the understory. Plants leap into life to take advantage of this temporal niche, leafing up, blooming, setting seed and vanishing by high summer. Wild garlic is one of those plants that in some parts of the country emerged last month but is most certainly in leaf everywhere now, and will be in flower by the end of the month and into May. It is a native plant, and considered an indicator of ancient woodland, especially when it grows, as it often does, alongside bluebells. This is the time to visit the woods to pick and use wild garlic. It is at its best when it is young and fresh, and can be past its finest by the time the flowers appear. It is not hard to find, carpeting huge swathes of woodland and smelling strongly of garlic. And you should cut, not pull yourself, a good few handfuls to use chopped in scrambled eggs, in savoury scones or stir-fries. Wild garlic gathering is a great place to start if you are new to foraging, as it is easy to find and to use. But do take care not to confuse the leaves with lily of the valley or autumn crocus. The smell is the best indicator. The full moon this month falls on the 16th. The medieval names of the full moons often reference agricultural markers, and none more so than April's. Budding moon, new shoots moon and seed moon, which neatly tell you everything you need to know about the atmosphere and thrust of this month. April is still, of course, the time for seed sowing, just as it would have been in medieval times. The nights are shortening, lightening and losing their sharp chill and the seeds that fell to the ground last autumn are finding warming earth and moisture and are starting to germinate. This moon is also the Paschal moon, the first full moon after the spring equinox, and the date by which Easter is calculated. The few days either side of the new moon, that's the first few days of this month, are the best time to see earth shine which is when the light shining onto the earth is reflected back onto the shadowy part of the moon. It is particularly pronounced in April and May, and is also known as the ashen glow, or the old moon in the new moon's arms. During the course of April, day length increases by 2 hours and 20 minutes to 15 hours and 29 minutes in Inverness, and by 2 hours and 46 minutes to 14 hours and 40 minutes in Padstow. Average sea temperatures this month. Orkney, 7.8 degrees Celsius. Penzance, 10.4 degrees Celsius.
This spring has been a dark and difficult one. It is hard not to feel helpless in the face of war and displacement, both in Ukraine and elsewhere in the world. Here is a very small celebration of the rich and diverse culture of Ukraine. This story belongs to their folklore. Many years ago, March invited April to lunch. She was delighted and immediately agreed to come, but March had been hoping she would refuse, for he did not much care for April and had only invited her out of politeness. Unaware of March's reluctance, when the day came, April set out happily in her sleigh. Seeing her coming, March was seized with a fit of spite. He warmed things up so much that the snow melted and April's sleigh came to an abrupt halt in the slush. April, who was both patient and stubborn, dragged her sleigh home and set out again in her wagon. Seeing her coming once again, March was enraged. He brought the winter down upon April, and pretty soon the wheels of her wagon lost their purchase on the sudden ice, and she was almost thrown to the ground. Frustrated, April once more turned for home. She was so very keen to have lunch with March, but she could not seem to get there. She went to see May and explained her problem. Now May was familiar with March's whims and thought it was time someone taught him a hard lesson. She said to April, Here is what you must do. When you set out to see March, do not take only a wagon or a sleigh. Go prepared for all weathers and bring both, and make sure you have a boat too, just to be safe. Happy with this advice, April loaded her boat and wagon onto her sleigh and once more set off to see March. As before, March blew heat into the air and the sleigh could go no further. Lying down for a nap in the warmth, he felt confident that April would once again be forced to turn around. But April simply loaded the sleigh and the boat into the wagon and drove on through the sudden sunshine. So when March woke and stretched, he was flummoxed to see her closer than ever. He blew out a cold and snowy wind, but as before, April switched between vehicles and kept right on. March was getting really angry now. With one great whoosh, he melted all the snow into a flood, seeking to wash April and her sleigh back to where they came from. But April happily loaded the sleigh and wagon into her boat and paddled, rather more quickly than before, to her destination. March met her in some confusion. Who told you how to get here? he blustered. April, smiling sweetly, said, May gave me some very good advice. Still angry, but now fading, March cried out, May, you sneak, I'll have my revenge. And this explains why you should go out prepared for all weathers in April, and why frosts occur in May. For even after all these years, March has still not quite forgiven her. April's ritual follows on from our Ukrainian folk story, acknowledging that the month itself can be a little uneasy, caught between frost and sunshine, and often associated with rain, particularly sudden showers. This month's ritual seeks to help you find balance between April's extremes, gently letting go of winter while making room for spring and the coming summer. Check the forecast, or simply the sky, for an April shower. When there's one approaching, find a wide bowl or other vessel. Take it out into the open 
and place it somewhere the rain will be able to get into it. This could be somewhere quiet, like a patio or balcony, or somewhere grand, like a forest clearing, a rock on the beach, an ancient tree stump. As you place your vessel, think about the winter. Think about its scents and sensations. Hold your vessel between your palms and feel its emptiness. Let the winter go. Now wait for the rain. You might stay out with your pot or you might head for cover. Wherever you are, try to listen to the first drops fall. When the weather has cleared, go back to your vessel. Think about the spring. Think about its scents and sensations. Hold your vessel between your palms and feel how it has become heavier. Look at the rainwater in your pot and admire its clarity. Go on, dip a finger. Lift your pot and take it to a pot or patch of earth you want to see grow. Think of spring as you pour the water onto the earth. Think of things growing. Think of green shoots rising and of warmer, gentler days ahead. In the Fern Studio This month, in Fern's Somerset Studio, Spring 22, the latest release, has come into its own more now than ever, with its central hedgerow note of elderflower just beginning to scent the lanes and woodland rides. The fresh green foliage of April is evoked in sparkling notes of pink peppercorn, ginger and bergamot, also calling to mind the delights of the greenhouse and kitchen garden. Thank you for listening to this month's episode. If you've enjoyed listening, please do like and subscribe. All episodes are released on the first of each month. You can read more about the year ahead in my book, The Almanac, A Seasonal Guide to 2022, also available as an audiobook. This podcast has been created by Fern. Fern is an organic fragrance maker based in Somerset. Working with the rhythms of the seasons, they blend, barrel-age and bottle four fragrances a year. Each fragrance is made to order for the names on the Fern Production Ledger. To join the ledger and find out more, visit www.fern.co.